Welcome to Loving the Christ Life. I'm Brad Wilson. Welcome to another edition of Loving the Christ Life. Warren Litzman's dream and his goal was to make sure the whole world knows of this in Christ message from Paul's epistles. We have organizations in Europe, South Africa, Mid-Africa, Australia, the Philippines, all of these places that are there around the world that help spread this news, this news of the in Christ message. So please help us. Tell others. Call. Text someone right now and tell them this broadcast is on the air and it is life-changing. Let's get right into it. Here is Warren Litzman. Greetings, dear friends. My joy to come your way once again. I'm happy in Jesus. Are you happy in Jesus? Well, it doesn't really matter if you're in Christ and Christ is in you, whether you get happy or not, it doesn't really matter. But I'm going to tell you something. You can be happy. You can be full of joy and peace and happiness. Why? Because the Christ in you is, is those things. He is those things. He don't give them. He is these things. I was in a store the other day, and I noticed uh, on their rack where they keep the cards, uh, greeting cards and... and uh, uh, cards about Christmas cards and all such as. Uh, and I noticed a bunch of the cards in one section was dealing with how people felt. This will make you feel good. You've got to be happy. This will make you happy. And I thought, there's no lasting hip- happiness. There's no lasting joy on this earth. Christ becomes those things to us. He is those things. Even in the midst of the most dire circumstances, Christ can be life in you, your joy, your peace. All that He is can be in you because you are becoming Him. You will never be Him totally, but you are becoming Him. You're growing up in Him. And I trust that as many virtues that He has will you Take hold of them. Take hold of them and use them for the glory of God. We're studying this week in Second Timothy, second chapter, and uh, we've reached the ninth verse. The eighth verse ended where he said, according to my gospel. And then he goes in the ninth verse, he says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. Isn't that good news? They can change these Bibles. I mean, they can cut out half of it. They can change it and mutilate it any way they want to. They own the publishing houses. They're able to print and do whatever they want to do. They, that's religious people. But the word of God is not bound. It's not bound. It's alive forevermore. We're going to have some of this word. I remember stories I heard from China when they went through their hard days of oppression as Christians. The Christians were sorely oppressed. And there was this one little lady that grew her hair, cut it off, and sold it. There were people who would buy hair if it was offered to them. She sold it so that she could get paper to write the Word of God on. They had no Bibles. 
So somebody had to do that. She had no money, so she gave a part of herself. What are we doing today? We're just writing new Bibles right and left, hoping somebody will buy them, buy them, buy them. But missing the point that they study them, that they come to love the Word. And so that last line of verse 8 and 9 uh, verse nine, 8 says, according to my gospel, verse 9 says, the word of God is not bound. These are key words in this section of scripture. And then we get to the 10th verse that says, therefore I endure all things. I endure all things. For the elect's sake. The, the elect's sake. I endure everything just for the elect. Let me tell you something about Paul. He's a different man. He had to be different because out of all the human beings living in that day, God chose one of them to be the apostle of grace. How unusual was Paul? I've thought about it many times. How unusual was he? I have books in my library that people wrote against Paul. They found this out wrong, that was wrong, this was wrong, this was written wrong, something wrong in his writings. They did everything they could to destroy him. But the Word of God's not bound. It's not bound. And whenever Paul says, I endure all things, he was willing to do it because the Word which he had to bring was a different Word a new word, a new gospel. Don't try to center on somebody and say it's the same old gospel. It isn't. It's a brand new gospel given to the Apostle Paul. Comes right from the mouth of Jesus and his many revelations. And so somebody might ask, why is Paul putting up with it? Some of the apostles that followed Jesus are out doing erroneous things. They might talk about following Jesus, or they may not. They may be scared to talk about following Jesus. They want to get a crowd, and so they won't mention Jesus. I don't know what happened to all that group, but we have no record of anything very good happening to them. Peter kept preaching all right. John the Revelator was greatly used of God from the Isle of Patmos, but most of them just didn't know what to do. And they were not led of the Spirit. They didn't know the Holy Spirit as He was to come on the day of Pentecost and live in people. They didn't know Him that way. And so they caused trouble. Nobody can cause the Gospel any more trouble than people who have once taught it preached it, lived it, and stopped doing it. We'll resume this message in just a moment, but just wanted to take a moment here to welcome you if you're just tuning in for the first time. Many of you are, and that's what's happening. People are coming to this broadcast. God is bringing people to this message around the world. And 
you can help us by spreading this message. Tell your family and friends about us. And this podcast is heard and can be downloaded wherever podcasts are heard. Please go to our website, christ-life.org. Christ-life.org. Read all about us. Read about the In Christ message. And you can own many of these messages that you hear on this broadcast from our bookstore. Now, back to Warren. That's going on in our world today. Two of the most notorious names we've had in Christianity in the last 20 years have banded together to give us a new religion. Christendom. No. Chris Marxism. No. Chris The religion of Mohammed. They've joined together to give that to people. Think about it. It would be so good that we could keep on following Jesus in these last days the way Paul says he should be followed. <clears throat> he said, I suffer trouble from these who do not preach the true gospel. I'm going to tell you, I've been preaching for 60 years, have missed a beat, have always had a place to preach. And I'm not bragging about myself, but I'm telling you this, the greatest enemies I've ever seen and had have been those who have backslidden from truth those who have quit God, those who once preached the gospel and got mad and stopped. <clears throat> yes, there were many of them. And they wrote a little thing against what I said. They put it in a little place different. They did it because they were led of Satan to destroy the gospel of Jesus Christ because there are always going to be Christian people who are weak. I don't mean the weakness Paul taught that when you're weak then you're strong. I mean they are weak, period. They'll never get strong. They're just barely holding on to the gospel. They're holding on to the preacher or the choir in the church or, or something. Not Jesus. And so he said, I suffer trouble. I suffer for preaching this gospel. And I must tell you that there are many dear preachers today who suffer preaching this gospel. They suffer. It's hard to suffer here in America because we are so uh, mixed up that the mixed up people will, will follow somebody who doesn't preach it anymore. And so everybody seems to get along. Everybody seems to have a ministry. Well, I'm going to tell you, Paul suffered. He said, I suffered trouble as an evildoer, an ungodly person, a person led of, day, of Satan, a person bound by evil spirits. He said, that's what they make out of me because I preach this gospel of Jesus, the life of the human being. And he says, now I'm even in bonds. I'm in the jailhouse now. I'm in prison. I'm in bonds. 
But he says the word of God is not bound. Oh, how he honors the word of God. Look at what's happened in the various scriptures we have considered here. In verse 8, he says, according to my gospel. Verse 9, the word of God is not bound. Verse 10, he says, I endure all things that they also may obtain salvation which is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. You want to get a line like that out of the Word. Eternal life, eternal glory. That's what we're headed for, folk. We're going to have it once in the Father's house. But listen to me. You can have it now. If you open up your eyes and your heart to what the Scripture has to say, you can have eternal life working in you now. What part will death play on that? None. Death will have nothing to do with the fact that you are eternally alive. Oh, it may slow this body down for a period of time. But on the resurrection morning, you'll come out as if you never died. You'll come out with a new body as if you never suffered. Think about it. That's the message. That's the message that's given in this book. That's what God is trying to get across to us. That's what needs to be preached. That Christ is all in all. He's all in all. And so the 10th verse says, That we may obtain salvation which is in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. It's wonderful to be saved, to go to an altar, to at least shake a preacher's hand. It's, it's good to do all those things, but you need to get some eternal glory with it. Saved by Jesus with eternal glory. Think about that. That's an awesome idea. That's an awesome statement. That's the message. We're in eternal life now. And all this business of suffering and hurt and pain and body loss, lost my body. I, I have in my years. I've seen my body go from one direction to another. But let me tell you, I got eternal life in me. I don't know what kind of body I'm going to have when it's all over. And he gives me a new body. I don't know how new it'll be. I don't know what age it'll be. So don't ask me any of those questions. But know this. I'm going to get a new body to go with my mind. Praise God for it. I hope it's the same with you. I hope it's the same with you. You know, the older you get, the more your friends and loved ones die. I'm at that stage where it's hard for me to hold on to anybody. I'm outliving everybody in my age and in my time. But I'm happy to do it because I have a message. And I'm only here because I have this message. I should have been taken on the Lord. I, I should have been, been taken on. The Lord should have took me away from this world and took me to his house. But, but he's not ready. He's left me here to talk. He's left me here to tell these things. And I'm just beginning to do it like I've always wanted to do it. This, this broadcast I'm on today goes to the ends of the earth. Thank God for it. Tell your friends and loved ones to tune in. And pick up this message right off the computer. God will bless you if you do. i got to go now.
See you again tomorrow at this same time. God love you. Another great message from Warren Litzman today about this In Christ message. Thank you for being with us. We hope it's life-changing for you as it has been for us and continues to be for people around the world. Don't forget, tell your family and friends about this podcast, Loving the Christ Life. Help us spread this message, this In Christ message around the world. And that's what we're doing. Our thanks to Robbie Litzman for allowing us to go into the archives each week. Valerie Hill runs our Twitter account. Tammy Laycock does the weekly podcast notes. And this program is produced weekly by Teresa Ferraro from the Christ Life Fellowship. Until next time, I'm Brad Wilson, loving the Christ life.